Welcome to the Stickers on the Mic podcast brought to you by StickerGiant.com, where we talk with our customers about how they started their business, how they're marketing their brand, and how they're growing their company. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, thank you for your continued support. As a bonus for all of our listeners who want to try us out, head over to StickerGiant.com and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% off your first item. Without further ado, it's time for the Stickers on the Mic podcast from StickerGiant. Let's get on with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Stickers on the Mic, Sticker Giant's podcast about business growth and marketing. Today, we have a special guest, Pete Jokish from Tico Tea Company here in beautiful Colorado. And thank you very much, Pete, for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate the opportunity. So we have a couple reasons for Pete to be on the show today. One, they're Sticker Giant customers. They use our labels for certain products of theirs and promotions. But then they have a Colorado Strong tie-in, which is a story we featured here on the podcast with Eric Keen from Left Hand. And this is about a week into this project here in Colorado, and there's a lot of energy around it. And Tico is, is a part of that as well. And we were going to have Pete share that story a little bit. But before we get to the present day and COVID-19 response, Pete, tell us a little bit about what brought you to start a tea company. Yeah, so a little bit of backstory is Tico, we've been around for uh, over 11 years since we kind of first sold our first cup of tea at the farmer's market. And for me, tea goes back a little bit further than that. I actually enjoyed tea when I was in college. I was fortunate to play lacrosse in college and I used tea as a healthier catalyst during that time. And for me, I just found a ton of use in the fact that uh, it had good caffeine for energy. It had immunity boosting qualities, calming traits, a lot of different functional benefits uh, that I found really useful uh, for my own personal um, you know, uses. And so uh, as I started utilizing tea a little bit more as I went through college and then uh, after college as well, I uh, just kind of stumbled into deciding to start selling it on the weekends at the farmer's market. That's amazing. Actually, that's where I met the owner of Sticker Giant at the Boulder County Farmer's Market. I was uh, I was running a booth there for a company and he would always be there, you know, prospecting companies who were needed labels or stickers and just to get a sense of what the markets were like, because not only is it fun to go to markets, but when you're in business, like you said, it's a place to see businesses or concept of business and, and it allows a, a lower barrier to entry, which is um nice origin story. Um, so you have a few different products. What is, what does product development look like at Tico? You have this fizzy tea, which I presume is, um, very unique. Yeah, definitely. That's kind of like our little, uh, our latest and greatest project, something that we will be, uh, focusing a lot of our efforts on moving forward. When we first got into tea, it was really utilizing whole leaf blends uh, for people to brew up at home. That's what our main focus was. And as we kind of went through the farmer's markets, we found that restaurateurs were really gravitating towards the product, wanting to offer it at their establishment. And early on, since we didn't necessarily have like a firm business plan, we just decided to pivot towards the food service slash hospitality industry and started catering 
the products and programs to that particular vertical market. And so uh, we've been do, we still do that today. Uh, it's, a, it's a big focus of ours. Uh, and as we've grown as a company, we've just saw a unique opportunity to bring new products into the fold. So from whole leaf hot teas to fresh brewed iced teas to now more than ever uh, packaged ready to drink products uh, that not only uh, maintain quality and great flavor and functionality, but also uh, recyclable packaging uh, and just uh, maintaining uh, freshness as well. Out of all of these teas, what's your favorite? Oh man, that's like picking your it's favorite. Like favorite kid. But, but I think everyone's got their favorite child. At least I do, right? <laughs> no, but um, I mean, for me, I kind of I go in waves. To be honest with you, I'll get on a kick for like a week where I'll drink one constantly, and then I'll kind of pivot. And I just uh, I try to incorporate as much throughout the day as possible and throughout the week. But right now, um, our ginger cayenne—it's our brand new product. We actually. Uh, had developed it kind of interesting timing. It's a really good, like immunity boosting product. It's really good for increasing metabolism, but also kind of building up your immune system. So it's interesting timing that we uh, coincidentally launched it uh, recently uh, during everything going on right now. But uh, that one to me is just, it's got some heat to it. It's got some citrus, a little bit of savory from the ginger. And it's just really refreshing with that fizzy component. Right. And it's a green tea base or, or, um, yeah, we actually use, if you're familiar with tea, uh, there's a ton of different types of green teas. And we actually use a Genma Cha, which is, uh, it's like a popped rice and green tea blend. It's got a really unique kind of nuttiness with the vegetative and it just cuts into that blend phenomenally. So uh, we're, we're pretty excited about it and it shows a lot of diversity. Oh, nice. I am a lover of yerba mate in general, just loose, like through a bombilla, you know, with the gourd and all that stuff. So I, uh, yeah. I'm a fan of your, the, of the, uh, the mate for sure. It's also got that lemon. I'm, the, I'm a big, the pineapple is our best seller. So there's no really? denying the, uh, the fact that yerba mate is continuing to just upward trend in regards to consumer uh, adoption. And, um, we'll look to continue to create yerba mate products in the future for sure. Oh, that's awesome. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> that's not just me then. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's interesting. It's got a lot of really good uh, kind of caffeine. It's got a bunch of different kind of trace minerals and vitamins and things of that nature. And it just, uh, it's a great alternative to coffee and just a unique kind of spin on tea as well. Um, so your Colorado business, uh, you came here for college. You've been doing this since 2009 food service was a big part of sort of your growth and expansion. Um, this is a pretty big tea market out here in Colorado, right? Yeah. Like I moved here and of course the, the big name is Celestial and everyone knows that cause it's a different sort of business and they're just so long standing. but that probably provides an opportunity for, for other brands too, though, to, to, there's just so much experimentation in Colorado. It doesn't matter what industry is. It could be bicycles. You, yeah. you know what I mean? It could be technology. Um, and, and tea is ripe for that. Yeah. We're so, in a very, yeah, absolutely. Like Colorado, uh, obviously a very pioneering spirit, but also consumers, whether you're born and raised here or you're moving here, everyone has kind of that adventurous spirit, whether that be getting outdoors or just kind of uh, pursuing entrepreneurial endeavors it's a really great market to launch products that focus not only on your health and wellness, but also kind of stimulate the mind and things of that nature. That's kind of how we look at our product. It's like at the crossroads of functionality and flavor. And um, this is a perfect market for that. Nice. Um, 
So we can talk a little bit about uh, what you're doing right now. I mean, this is a, what brought us together today is the Colorado Strong Project. And then you're doing this uh, specific sort of label um, and trying to give back a little bit to, uh, to frontline workers. T- talk a little bit about this, this project and how it came to be. Yes. So, I mean, just like any business, big or small, we were greatly impacted by everything that occurred here. Um, and as you kind of look at your business and you try and figure out how can we give back and, and how can we make an impact, um, that's always a challenging thing because, you know, at first you can say, well, we can just donate money. Well, you know, during this time, it's <laughs> money's at a premium. And so it's like, if, if, if we're not able to provide capital contributions, how are we able to provide something that has equal value to the end consumer. And that's really the people on the front lines and really the essential workers. The uh, So many people, obviously the frontline workers are um, kind of putting themselves out there uh, more risk than anybody. Uh, but there's so many other people that are, you know, the delivery drivers and the food service workers and the, you know, the first responders and things of that nature. And so we wanted to create a product that can kind of keep them energized and refreshed. And so when we look at our number one seller, the pineapple yerba mate. Um, pineapple actually is the uh, universal symbol for hospitality, so it kind of fits with uh, the mantra of kind of giving back and then being hospitable. Um, for us, it was just kind of a no-brainer to go ahead and create uh, a specially labeled product. So we didn't do anything different to the formulation; just wanted to create a, a special label and. It, simply just says uh, right on the can just says cheers to those making a difference and because there's a ton of people that are making a difference right now and so we wanted to be kind of overarching and just be relevant to all those people that are um, helping us get through this challenging time that's awesome and you and where can in general where can folks find your products these are obviously a different sort of spin on on an existing product but where are you um, distributing yeah, so um, the Physio Tea, we're actually been experience, experiencing some really great placements. And so here in Colorado, you can find us. We launched within Whole Foods uh, and then Sprouts quickly thereafter, uh, onboarding with Safeway and King Supers here very shortly. Uh, and then a lot of the more specialty markets like Marzik's and Tony's and Levers. Uh, and I'm sure I'm leaving out a couple other um really impactful small, especially retailers, but we're trying to get our product uh anywhere and everywhere that our consumers can find it. And so uh, we work with a lot of great retailers and then a ton of other food service outlets as well. Nice. Um, we're, we're all hoping to get through all this, but what are you most excited about for Tico? You know, I'm sure some of the plans you had three months ago might've shifted a little bit, but you know, you're still pretty passionate about your business. You've been doing it a long time. Yep. Um, you know, what are you excited about? I mean, the biggest thing for us is always connecting with our community. We love doing a ton of different events um, and partnering up uh, with, you know, fun festivals and and unique kind of activations, if you will. And that's been the biggest thing is that losing that kind of personal touch with our uh, consumers has been a challenge. Uh, And although I don't think it's going to come back anytime soon in regards to large gatherings and stuff, or whether it be samplings in store. Um, we're just trying to figure out what are those unique opportunities to engage with our consumers. Um, and just you know, at the end of the day, we're just trying to have fun. Uh, and so just trying to get back to that as soon as possible. Nice. I, I do notice that you just sort of started an in-house brewery. Um, what does that look like to change your business around to do that and kind of like 
add to it, right? Or morph it in ways once you've already established yourself? What was the yeah. thought process? It you? was, you know, it, it kind of on the surface just looks like an extension of what we were currently doing. We were already blending and packing dry tea, but really bringing on the brewing and canning aspect was a huge shift in our business model, uh, the capitalization of that equipment, and, and just really getting ourselves as an FDA uh, approved facility to not only brew and can, but also blend and pack in the same facility. So uh, there was a, a lot more that went into it than I originally anticipated. We're still uh, learning those uh, lessons, if you will. Um, but it's been really uh, exciting as well because we're investing in the local community from the standpoint of, I didn't want to utilize a co-packer to create yeah. our product. I wanted to actually provide a, uh, a business that we supply local jobs to people and that we have a hundred percent uh, impact on that product. So not only from the flavor development to the creation of the product fulfillment, and then the delivery of that product, we're, we're at all kind of touch points throughout. And so, uh, that was something that was really big to me because I'm big on kind of American manufacturing, uh, and kind of, uh, if you want it done right, do it yourself mentality. And that's how you're a lot, you're able to even do this Colorado strong project because you're giving cans. I mean, if you don't have a canned product, you can't, Give yep, exactly. You can give tea away, fine, but yeah, yep. There's so many businesses that obviously they can donate uh, the product that they already have created, and that's amazing. We just said since we're able to pretty much produce kind of on demand, uh, and since our production line is relatively slow right now, just not a, a ton of business coming in uh, for the short term being, uh, we decided to, to fire up the line and do something unique and custom that we felt like could have a, a, an impact. And so we're able to team up uh, with you guys, a sticker giant who. Uh, not only produce a great product, but are really interested in, you know, honestly creating unique partnerships. And so when we reached out to you just about this, it was just, uh, it was a no brainer for you guys. It was like, yep, how do we get involved? How can we help? And which is really cool to see. And that's what makes this community so unique. Yeah. It's one of my favorite parts about working at sticker giant is that we do so many events and, and, and sort of activations with people. And this one was obviously pretty close to home and we're all feeling the effects of it. Um, so you're able to, uh, you've got the ready to drinks on the front range and then you have a nationwide option through Amazon prime. What is that? Yep. How does that all come to be? And, and that allows people who are listening, for instance, if you're in Delaware, yep. you can find some Tico. So what does that look like for those people? For us, it was, yeah, we wanted to, you know, shipping beverage, especially ready to drink product is really costly for the, the manufacturer side. It's heavy, right? It's really heavy and it's not a large ticket item comparative to a lot of other products that are out there. And so for us, it's how do we find a partner that can not only get the product to consumers quickly, but also have a really good customer service uh, aspect as well. Uh, and so for us, it, it just made a ton of sense. We still do uh, fulfillment from our warehouse. Uh, if we do like special releases and we're not able to get it on Amazon or whatever, but um, we're trying really hard to get all of the products within Amazon. So that way people, it's just something they can add in their cart and have it within two days. So um, yeah, again, it, it allows us to also figure out how do we grow outside of Colorado? So we actually have a ton of people from Southern California that have been purchasing our product. Um, I think it definitely fits with that kind of vibe. And so that, kind of creates a clear path for us to say, great, now we know if we're going to grow in retailers and food service outside of Colorado, um, Southern California makes a ton of sense for us. And so that's where uh, you talk about kind of what's next for us. Um, we're hoping to get into Southern California here uh, by this summer. 
So this sort of distribution model is allowing you to test new, to dry run markets sort of. Yep, absolutely. Bit. It's Just a, a great, great way to kind of see. It's a heat map for us. It's like right. who likes our product and why and where should we be focusing our efforts? So Nice. Um, we have a few other tea customers and I have a, a longtime friend who, who has a, who is a customer also and has a tea product as well. But yeah. I, I, what, what's cool about watching his journey as an entrepreneur is the travel to go find some of this stuff when he's going to China and stuff like that. Have you had a chance to do any travel or for sourcing and ingredients like early on or instance? Yes, yeah, so we work with, um, so our, you know, importers, if you will, represent like 20 different countries. And so it's great to have those kind of personal connections to those sources because there's a story at every estate, uh, whether it's, um, you know, being a community resource for the people. There's often schools at these actually kind of tea estates uh, for people to raise their family and for their kids to go to school. Cause it is, it's not just a job. It's actually a way of life for a lot of people, a lot of cultures. And so uh, it's, it's fascinating to see the impact that it can have of going to certain sources over others uh, and kind of, you know, what they're providing for those uh, local communities. So it is really cool to see uh, kind of firsthand uh, the impact that, you think just buying, you know, a couple thousand pounds of a product, but it's, uh, it's far more than that. It's meals for families. It's education. It's really cool. What is uh, one of your favorite sort of tea trips? I'm sure tea travel is a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, honestly, for me, it's just, um, the connection actually to, uh, one of our suppliers, they're huge Sri Lankan roots and just seeing the fact that it's been in like generational kind of passed through the family and how the father actually brought organic tea and herbs to the States. Like he was the pioneer for it. And so being able to connect with them and understanding why they saw the importance of bringing it over here and the challenges they had early on. And then, uh, you know, there's essentially imposters where other countries, they know that, you know, people in America really throughout the world will pay a premium for organic. So they create fake organic certifications and like, it's just a crazy, crazy world that's out there. And so being able to kind of experience it firsthand through our relationships with these importers that represent a lot of the estates, it's, uh, it's really kind of fascinating to see it firsthand for sure. That's cool. So we, we ask this of everybody who comes on stickers on the mic, but we all have a sticker story. What is your favorite sticker? One that you've like associated with forever? Random question, not about business. Oh man, sticker story. That's a God, man. That's because <laughs> when you moved to Colorado, for instance, I remember being astounded by how many bumper stickers were everywhere. You know Tons what I mean? Like stickers, when yeah. I moved to Boulder, I was like, "This is one of the bumper sticker capitals." And this is almost twenty years ago. So, yeah. and now that I work in the business, I see them everywhere, of course. And we, I, our listeners have heard my favorite sticker story, so I'll save it. But. It's just fun to like hear where people have associated with stickers or labels over time. Yeah, there's actually, um, there was a, uh, so for me, like stickers in general, like I'm very, I hate like when people just kind of chaotically put stickers, like they got it to me, it's got to be like very like structured. Like if you're going to put a sticker, a circular sticker on the right, there's got to be a circular sticker on the left. So I, this, I, this I'm showing everyone him, my other computer, this would bother you, right? Like, cause it's everywhere. 
I love it. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's like, I get, you know, tagging with stickers. I just, for some reason, I don't know if it's just from an organization standpoint, but I'm always going to have balance. And like, if something's thrown off, I, I, uh, so it's not a specific sticker, but it's like, as long as the stickers are are laid out in a, in a nice clean way, you're happy. Yeah. And (laughs) one sticker that sticks out to me is there is a, the name's escaping me, but it was a sandwich, uh, joint, um, that was based up like that spot in Aspen and a spot, I think in, uh, uh, the other names escape me right now, but um, anyways, they had it said the bumper sticker just said "Health food sucks," oh, that's and so it was just like it's <laughs> just kind of a funny uh, sticker that just for in Colorado, you know, right. where the epicenter of it. I just thought it was hilarious that they just came out and just took the complete opposite stance of everyone else. I love that message. It's so funny though, like like you said, it's ironic, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, that's what caught me. So uh, if people are heading online or on social, where can they find y'all, Pete? Uh, so our website, just Tico.com. It's T-E-A-K-O-E.com. Uh, going on, if you go to Amazon, uh, you can just search for Tico. You can find us up there um, as well. Uh, and then any of the really kind of major social channels, just uh, our handles, just Tico T, uh, pretty much all those. So. So one last time, though, before I let you go, just uh, to recap, um, the, the reason we have you on the show today is uh, we're, we're working on this partnership for Colorado Strong. And where are you going to be getting some of those um, products out? Like, where, where, what's the focus on distribution for that? Yeah, so we look to partner up with organizations that are really having the impact of, you know, connecting with the restaurants, getting the food to these frontline workers, to those uh, essential workers. And so Frontline Foods is kind of the main uh, partner that we teamed up with. Um, and we actually got connected with them through a, uh, a restaurant client of ours, uh, Juan Padro and his team at like Highland Tap uh, and Burger, um, Senior Bear, Bardo, uh, a number of different concepts. He was really the big connector for me with those guys. And it's something that these types of incidents, they uh, obviously cause you to, to react a certain way, but it also kind of allows you to reflect a little bit and figure out maybe this is something we should be doing on an ongoing basis. It shouldn't take a crisis for us to get products into people's hands that need it. And so uh, I think as we continue to on go, we'll be looking for organizations that we can continually contribute to. So frontline foods is big. Uh, another organization, fuel Denver, the team that's behind bird call and park burger and, and uh, homegrown tap and dough. Those guys are doing uh, unbelievable work providing food to those frontline workers as well. Uh, the spring Institute, uh, Indie Card, which does a lot of uh, foods, uh, people in the Indian industry, providing meals for people that were in the food service or bar industry. Uh, and then the team at Hot Schedules, they actually did a really cool um, give uh, meal kind of program for firefighters um, because uh, obviously those guys are out there as well um, doing their thing and, and being a, a huge part of a uh, this support system right now. And so, uh, yeah, we so just actually a lot of people are at wedding to how you're getting this out there and working with actually, it's not just, you know, we print up some labels and y'all are distributing cans. There's like a yeah. big network of, of folks doing this. Yeah. It's a, trying to put it. It's, it's one thing for us to try and figure it out on the fly and, you know, deliver a few cases here, a few cases there, but it's better to find that distribution, uh, and find those partners that can kind of help facilitate that for us. And so this go around, we actually, uh, with the help from you guys that were able to donate $10,000 worth of product, wow. uh, which is, uh, uh, it's a, it's a big number. Uh, it's a big number. We're, really, <laughs> we're really excited for that. And we feel like we can continue to do that with partnerships with like sticker giant and uh, some of these other organizations around town. 
and then when we're all through this, we can all still drink tea. Um, yes. and, and, they'll, and they'll be going to Tico, right? Like, I mean, that's also like in a non-cynical way, like you can create some sort of brand awareness when, when, yeah, I mean, you're, obviously, when you're doing the right thing for the right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There is some, you know, there's a component there that obviously it does help, you know, the business and things of that nature. But that was certainly not the motivating factor behind no it. <laughs> we have the infrastructure to help. Let's do it. Uh, and if a byproduct of that is people being aware of us and, and really all the partners involved and what we're trying to do, that's just a, that's just a little added bonus. Yeah, no, that was, that's also part of our, you know, thrust there too. Like Colorado Strong is a great project. We do a lot with left hand and it, for us, it's like, this is the good, th- the right thing at the right time. It's not, it's not even a question about yep. the future. It's about making an impact now. So thank you so much for making that impact. Everybody, thanks a lot for joining us today again to, to be with Pete uh, from Tico T. We're going to be following your story. Of course, we're going to see that Colorado strong on the community. We appreciate that. And that's a big deal. Um, I, you know, I've lived through a few different other events here in Colorado and it's amazing to see the Colorado community rally. Um, you know, you were probably here during the flooding a few years back and, and, you know, it, it is very encouraging and inspiring to see people take an opportunity and, and try to do some good. So thank you for doing some good. We appreciate yeah, it. Absolutely, man. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to, to be on your show. This is really cool. That's right. So thank you, Pete, everybody out there in uh, sticker land. Thank you for listening to stickers on the mic. As always, it's my pleasure. Uh, I'm Andrew week after week, and we'll be seeing you next week for another story. This has been cool to have two in a row a week, week after week of, of entrepreneurs in Colorado trying to make some good with the things that they already do. And um, we'll, we'll look forward to, uh, to seeing that out in the market. Thanks again, Pete. And we'll see everybody next time. Yeah, thanks, Andrew. Appreciate it, buddy. That wraps up this episode of Stickers on the Mic, brought to you by StickerGiant.com. You can download us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcatcher. If you enjoy what you're hearing, please leave us a review. It helps us reach new listeners and share our customers' sticker stories. And if you're inspired to create your own stickers or labels, head over to StickerGiant.com to check out our options and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% off your first item. Thanks again for listening to Stickers on the Mic.